not just a gaming gimmick, could virtual reality revolutionise our future? Written and read by Katie Pickup. Tour an underwater world without needing scuba gear. Distract yourself from pain by joining a circus show. Face your fear of heights from the safety of your sofa. This could all be possible from home through virtual reality or VR technology that immerses the user in a computer-generated environment to the extent that they feel like they are existing inside the alternate reality. These virtual environments are interactive and can be explored in three dimensions, or 3D, giving VR the potential to completely overturn the way we consume media and interact with the world. While this sounds a lot like Black Mirror, or getting hooked up to the Matrix, advances in technology are increasingly blurring the lines between science and science fiction. At the more basic end of VR technology, cardboard or plastic headsets can be used to mount a smartphone close to your eyes so that it dominates your field of view. This makes the scene on the phone feel life-sized and immersive, while the surrounding edges of the headset block your peripheral vision and obscure the real world. Motion sensors in the phone can often track your head position to allow you to view the virtual world from multiple angles. More sophisticated VR headsets use lenses between the screen and the eyes to create a realistic projection of the virtual environment, often with the screen embedded as part of the headset. In order to mimic the way our eyes take in slightly different images, some headsets even have separate displays for each eye. This tricks our brain into seeing a more 3D, lifelike world. But as long as the media displayed allows for full 360-degree rotation of the view, it will provide at least some level of realistic immersion in the virtual environment. Studies in rats and mice, yes, wearing mini rodent-sized headsets, show that side-to-side head rotation, giving different views of the virtual space, stimulates the brain in a way much more similar to real life than if the virtual environment is observed from a fixed perspective. This type of technology has really advanced in high-end smartphones, for example the ability to view a panorama photo by tilting the phone to explore each end of the image. Increasingly available VR gaming software for smartphones and VR-dedicated video game consoles are pushing the boundaries of what can be experienced from home, limited only by designers' imaginations. VR is undoubtedly a striking and unusual experience, which makes it great for engaging people with difficult concepts by showing rather than telling. At the moment, you are perhaps most likely to come across VR technology as an educational tool at a museum, but outside of futuristic exhibitions and the booming field of VR gaming, it has vast potential to help us learn more about ourselves. First off, it's an excellent way to create a controlled, reproducible environment that can be subtly altered, and therefore it's widely used in psychology experiments. However, one key feature that differentiates it from the real world is the user's awareness that the virtual environment isn't actually real. This is a very useful feature from a psychological perspective, as it creates a safe way for the user to experience something otherwise perceived as risky. VR, therefore, provides a handy platform for treating phobias. Gradual exposure to a feared situation can often reduce phobias, but facing them in person can be too much and often deters people from treatment. A scenario such as a rickety rope bridge over a deep gorge or even a large spider could be shown to a patient through VR, 
making it considerably less scary than facing either in reality. This would still trigger a fear response that would gradually lessen following exposure to the situation and diminishing the phobia. The concept of VR as a safe environment has wider applications to other mental health therapies, including trauma recovery and treating anxiety disorders. Patients can relax more easily in a safe, virtual version of the triggering environment to build up their confidence. Similar VR treatments are being integrated with traditional cognitive behavioural therapy techniques to treat social anxiety, and this is already available through the NHS in some areas. In a pandemic context, it will be interesting to see how this develops, as there has been a sharp rise in the number of people living with anxiety during these extended periods in and out of lockdown. Therapy like this may prove useful for those struggling with the concept of returning to busy environments and also facilitates contact-free treatment that doesn't require leaving home. VR's therapeutic potential even extends to pain management, in some cases providing the same level of pain relief as highly addictive opioid painkillers. Distraction techniques are often thought to be somewhat effective in relieving pain. For example, you might listen to music or watch a film to distract yourself from intense stomach cramps. However, VR provides a whole new level of distraction, especially when sound is also associated with the virtual environment. The more immersive the experience is, the more your brain thinks you are existing in the virtual world. You therefore respond more strongly to the visual and auditory cues from the virtual environment, which block out the pain stimuli coming from the real world. This has been studied in a range of situations from childbirth to migraine to chemotherapy, and with a range of VR environments that include an aerial tour of Iceland, a scuba diving simulation, and taking part in a Cirque du Soleil acrobatics show. Since VR technology provides such a unique opportunity to experience pretty much anything as if you are actually present, there is scope for using it to help people empathise with those in situations they can barely imagine. Standard journalism, such as print media and broadcast reporting, has a role in broadening minds and shaping opinions, but it is often claimed that fully understanding and empathising with someone requires walking in their shoes to see firsthand what they have to deal with. This is where VR can help in the form of immersive journalism. Feeling like you are actually present at the scene elicits a stronger empathetic response than more traditional news reporting. A study measuring participants' attitudes towards human rights issues used immersive, head-mounted VR displays to show a short video depicting the Syrian civil war. After watching this, participants showed a meaningful difference in their attitudes compared to those who heard the same story but in the form of an article read aloud. There are similar examples of immersive documentaries which have been met with high praise and deemed incredibly impactful, albeit most of these are currently only available to watch at specific exhibition centres. VR, therefore, has great potential to change social attitudes in relation to many issues. It could even bring more urgent attention to the climate crisis, perhaps by showcasing work being done by local activists in the places around the world most directly impacted. This could help cultivate better understanding in countries such as the UK, where we haven't quite seen such extreme effects yet. However, it is important that this sort of reporting is done sensitively, not only to avoid making a spectacle of and sensationalising real people's trauma, 
but also to avoid eliciting the powerful response evoked by VR in a negative way that may reinforce viewers' biases and prejudices. After being stuck at home on and off for over a year now, the possibility to explore other places and experiences through VR is very enticing. With gaming headsets on the market and built-in features in many high-end smartphones, VR is becoming less of a museum exhibit or research tool and more of a feature of the home. Pain relief technologies are already under development by designers of the most readily available VR kits. Costs of technology are getting pushed down, and while currently these devices are not affordable to all, or of interest to those who aren't keen gamers, VR software could well become commonplace on devices that many people own regardless. This could be a huge opportunity to make these therapies and other benefits available from home. However, as the pandemic has emphasised, increasing reliance on technology for essential needs amplifies pre-existing social inequalities, and the cost of VR devices may well remain a barrier. The potential is out there nonetheless, and hopefully we will see virtual reality bridge rather than widen these gaps to transform what staying at home could look like in the future.